If you join our program today, we have already celebrated Mother's Day last Sunday. But we wanted to share with you a message that we shared with our mothers here at Family of Grace. We hope that this message will encourage you as a mom. It will encourage you as a dad. We are looking at the subject today, how to deal with family in uncomfortable times. And we know that the times and cultures all around us are very difficult. We're having to have conversations with our children that we never had to have before about issues. And so today I hope there will be some principles in this sermon that will give you encouragement in your life. If you have your Bible, take it and turn with us to the book of Proverbs. I believe you'll get some fresh insight for your life from this message today. There's two questions that I want us to answer today. And I want you to write these down. Uh, the first question is, how, how to give the crown of grace? How do I give the crown of grace? The second question that I want you to write down is, how do I give the chain of gold? Now, I know you know the answer to the next one. It's like Michael's. I mean, you know, you're every, or every kiss begins with K. I know you're a chain of gold. I got that. But what about the crown of grace? Here's what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1 and verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not reject your mother's teaching. Now, there's an interesting thing, and we're going to look at this in just a minute. But if you'll underline that, your father's instruction and your mother's teaching. For they will be a garland of grace around your head, a crown of grace around your head. And also, they will be a gold chain around your neck. And so, the question that I've been pondering this week is, how do you do that? I've been pondering uh, this, and I've mentioned it, and we, we're in the process of praying about it. Um, in the fall, we are looking at doing a, a conference that is centered around uh, culture, a cultural conference, understanding culture and diversity in our faith family and how that looks and what God is doing. And we believe that's going to be a catalyst that God is going to use for revival. But one of the things that I've been thinking about that's been heavy on my heart is that where we are, just all the things that have happened of late that we have been inundated by, overwhelmed by, would probably be a better statement. It just seems like we almost need to have some family time where we just sit down and say, how then now shall we live? Because... As we've been looking at this whole gospel, uncomfortable gospel context, we've been looking at it on the backdrop of um, the, the situational ethics versus the situational gospel and also the pop cultural dynamic. I, I, uh, I was reading an article this week on why you should not preach on pop cultural dynamics like movies and, and songs and videos, you know. We, we have reduced the preaching of God's Word. Uh, I guess we're all out of fresh ideas, so we want to be in the pop cultural fad in the church, and so it seems like every movie, you know, uh, uh, there, were, there, there were preachers that were 
preaching on, you know, the spinoff of Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grace. There was preaching in Star Wars uniforms and, uh, you know, dressing up and all this stuff. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong, but the gospel should not be reduced to having to spin off of anything. Everything else should spin off the gospel. And I know you may be thinking, well, preacher, you're a man born out of due season. That time is far past. Has it really? Is it really past? Or do we, did we just really want it to pass? As we are looking at things that are happening in our nation, centered around controversial issues such as same-sex marriage, dealing with transgender bathrooms, and how then do I parent in perilous times? How do I instruct my children? How do I instruct my children? How do I, how do, I do that? How do I do that? How do I parent? How, how, do I, how do I lead mothers? How do I lead the family in uncomfortable times? I, we, there was a movie that I watched uh, on my trip to Peru a couple of trips ago, and it's called The Intern, <clears throat> and uh, it's uh, with Robert De Niro. And uh, phenomenal movie. I came back and uh, asked the majority of our staff to watch it because it is a phenomenal movie. I, I've shared that movie with several people. And um, here's, here's what a pastor told me just this week. He said, after you encouraged me to watch that movie, it's the first time that I have watched a movie, and I can't remember how long, that it actually had a point. Like that there was a point in watching the movie that, you walked away from it and you felt like, wow, I can take this and apply it to my life and I can apply it in a context where I live. Now, that's where we are. So the question is, moms, the question is, dads, I want to speak to you about leading the family in uncomfortable times. Because Proverbs chapter 1 says, if your children will listen to the father's instruction. Now, here's what's interesting, and I ask you to underline this. To the father's instruction, I know what you ladies are saying, you're already going to let a dad get on my day. Well, he's got a lot of weight to carry here, so bear with me for just a moment. You may be shouting me down by the time I'm finished, amen, in a good way, of course. Now, as we think about this, here's what it says. Fathers instruct, but mothers teach. Did you see that? Did you see that in the gospel right there? Listen to your father's instruction. Because dads don't really have time to teach you. Moms suffer long. Moms don't care how long it takes to teach a lesson. They are long-suffering. Dads, I mean, we're just in and out. You know, and if you don't get it quick enough, we're mad that you didn't. Son, what are you thinking? What do you mean you don't understand? How many times do I have to show you this? And all the moms said, amen. But a mom... She's patient, she's kind, she's gentle, she's long-suffering, she's teaching, she's coddling, she's caressing, she's nurturing. And so here's what he says, if you will listen to your father's instruction and your mother's teaching, they will be like a crown of grace upon your children's head. And they will be like a gold chain around your neck. Now here's what they're saying. It's like putting a, a crown on your children's head, a physical crown, and crowning them, and crowning them, and it will be like a gold necklace around their neck, something of value, 
something of value. We were out last night, and I had Ella, and we were on a mission to find Christy a Mother's Day gift, and uh, Ella was in the back seat spouting off ideas, and she said, Dad, how about a diamond necklace? I thought, you're right, girl. You got some money? <laughs> necklace is a gold necklace is a value, a value. And so what they're saying is, Give your children something of value. Now, here's the interesting dynamic. If you don't think I'm telling you this is true, let me ask you a couple of things. Why is it that when a well-mannered child comes into your presence, you're astounded and you're overwhelmed and they stand out? Are you with me? When children with manners and respect, and I, 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 was, I, was, I, I was leaving, I ran into somebody that's older than me. I've known him since I was a child. Our parents were friends back in the day. And this guy has always just been the nicest, outgoing guy that I know. And I, I, I drove away from meeting him yesterday, and I was thinking, boy, his parents did something right. Now, he's older than me. But... You don't, that doesn't happen by accident. You don't accidentally end up with good children. You have to train them in the way. Train them with instruction. Train them by teaching them and molding them. Now, you don't raise them. Now, I know that's the easy cliche, I'm trying to raise my children. I'm not beating up on you because it's easy to say. But listen, you raise cattle and chickens. You train children. You train them. If you're not training them, listen, <clears throat> the big thing right now is free range. Free range chicken. You want free range chicken to, with the meat. You want free range chicken eggs. You want free range pork meat. Everything's free range. Free range children do not produce crowns of grace and chains of gold around their neck. Now, why is this so hard? Well, it used to not be hard because when you would turn on the television, I mean, things that you were trying to instill in your children supported your mindset of training them in the pathway that you wanted them to go. Things that they were learning at school were supporting the worldview that you were trying to train them up in. When, you would, when they would read a book, it would support it. I'm not saying they couldn't find bad stuff. They always could. But the dynamic is that when they went to school, you didn't have to worry about what they were going to be learning in school that would be contrary, counterproductive, running head along into what you were training them up at home to be. Now we live in a world that now are they training them up in the school to, to live a life that is filled with, with knowledge but not any understanding and the knowledge that they're getting many times is filled in its sensual knowledge. Knowledge that satisfies the flesh. And matter of fact, we are on a pathway where we're in the process of rewriting history. 
We're in the process of trying to undo things, to act like bad stuff never happened in our past. Now, this is an uncomfortable sermon for an uncomfortable family because I'm telling you today that it is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable the discussions that we're having to have with our children today. Now, look with me a couple of chapters over, and I want to answer this question. How do you, how do you give your children the crown of grace and the chain of gold. In Proverbs chapter 4, here's what it says. Now listen, my sons, to a father's discipline, and pay attention so that you may gain understanding. For I am giving you good instruction. Don't abandon my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender and precious to my mother, he taught me and said... You may have been wondering, how did I know the mother was a coddler? Look at it, it underlines it right there. Dad's giving you instruction. Mother is tender. Mother's loving. Mother's caressing. In this whole dynamic, he's given the discipline. Mother is nurturing. Mother is leading. Now, it goes on, and here's what it says. He taught me and said, you must hold on. Hold on to what? Hold on to my words. Keep my commandments and live and live. Now look at verse 5. Here's where it gets interesting. Get wisdom and get understanding. And do not forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not abandon wisdom and wisdom will watch over you. Love wisdom and it will guard you. Wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. And oh, by the way, when you're getting wisdom, for the love of all that's good and decent, get understanding. Get understanding. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowledge. Wisdom is learned. Wisdom is gaining by reading, learning. Isn't it amazing that we have so much wisdom but so little understanding? So little understanding. And the thing that I want to challenge you on today is that as a parent, God has commissioned you. As a mother, God has commissioned you to nurture your children, to love those children even when you want to beat them to death. Amen? He's commissioned you to nurture them, to lead them in the pathway. He's challenged the husband to come along beside you and to help you and to instruct them and to guide them, not to have split Parent authority. You say, what's split parent authority? Go ask your dad. Well, I don't know. Go ask your mom. For the love of all, can mom and dad not even be in agreement? And so children's pick up, children pick up on that. And so therefore, they know how to manipulate. I call it triangulation. It's where they pit mom and dad against each other for them to come out on top. Anytime you have triangulation in the family where children are working mom and dad against each other so that they can get what they want, that dude ends up turned upside down instead of right side up. Now, the interesting dynamic is this. How do I give the crown of grace? How do I give the chain of gold? Well, you've got to give good instruction. Now, here's the interesting thing. You're always instructing. Do you know, Dad, you're never not teaching? 
Mom, do you know you're never not shaping? Mom, do you know you're never not molding your children into the pathway that you want them to be? When you think about it, you need that you need the dough. You you roll out the cookies and you make those cookies in the shape that you want them to be in. And that is the same task that we have as mothers with our children is that we are shaping our children even when they don't know we're shaping them that we're training them that we're teaching them that we're leading them and that they're getting knowledge and that they're getting wisdom but for the love of all that's good and decent that they're getting understanding if you don't have understanding if your children don't have understanding then they don't know what to do with the knowledge that they have i have a phrase that i have coined and it's called educated beyond intelligence there are people that I know who have doctorates. There are people who I know who have multiple degrees and they have become educated with wisdom beyond understanding. That they really don't know how to take the understanding that they have and apply it to an everyday context. Now, they may know how to apply it to case law. They may know how to apply it to a task, but they don't know how to apply it in the family context and the family setting. I had a lady the other day stop me and she said, can I talk, I would like to talk to you about a situation with my children. And, and I didn't talk to her that week and uh, a couple of weeks later she said, you never, you never came to talk to me about that. And so in the process of talking to her, she was having a problem with a child. But you know what, one of the greatest problems was what was already happening at home. Because you see, children are a product of the factory. How many of you has heard about the lawsuit with Takata, the airbags, that's causing destruction everywhere? Anytime they're, they're used, some of them they, uh, go off automatically. The problem with Takata airbags is there's a problem with what was happening at the factory. And a lot of times when children are free-range children, they're going to come out as free-range adults. Now, the interesting dynamic is this, is that we have to give good instruction because we are always instructing. We are always instructing. And what may seem funny and what may seem like a joke today becomes reality tomorrow. We must give good instruction. It's what the Bible says right here. Give good, under, give good instruction. Give great love. Look at it right here in this passage of Scripture, chapter 4. It says, and, and get the good instruction and don't abandon the teaching. When I, was, when I was a son, my father, tender and precious to my mother. Sometimes the greatest things we can do is just be there. I'm at the challenging phase now of trying to lead teenage daughters, which I've never been there before, two at the same time. I didn't get to learn from one and have the other one come up. We're, we're tackling this thing head on. And I'm at that place right now where I realize they want me to be there, but to be, be there but not be seen. Now that's pretty hard because I'm growing. They want the security of knowing you're at the event. They want the security of knowing that you're where they are. But, but let, me, let me go be with my friends. See, even when you're not there, you can be there. 
by what you've done to shape them and mold them along that journey. You must give good instruction. You must apply what was given to you. Did your parents give you good instruction? Then what was good for you will be good for them. Listen, this is the one of the oldest This book in the Bible is so old. But I encourage you to take a one-a-day challenge. There's 31 Proverbs. You take you one a day, and I guarantee you somewhere along the day, what you read in this chapter of Proverbs will apply to your life that week somewhere. You'll use it. It's old. It's square. It's not out of date. It's not irrelevant for leading a business, for leading a family, for shaping children, for shaping them in the pathway they want to go down. This doesn't mean they're not going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean they're not going to make big bad decisions. And you're going to want to go in there and say, what were you thinking? No, it doesn't mean that. Because they have their own free will. But what it means is that as you are shaping them, as you are molding them, as you are leading them, they will know what to do with failures when they come up. They will know what to do with bad decisions and how to lead through it. We must give them and apply what was given to us. It's not out of date. It's not out of date. They shouldn't have to go to their smart device and Google it to figure out what to do. They ought to be able to have a relationship with you that allows them to come to you and ask you and lead through it. I was talking to somebody the other day about communication problems with their children. And I was telling me this, and they were just talking, 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 and uh, basically she said, all my son wants to talk about is his stupid friends. And I don't have time for his stupid friends. I work all day, and I have to come home, and I have to cook, and I have to do all the housework. I don't have time for that. I said, well, maybe one of the greatest problems is that you don't have time for that. She said, that's all he wants to talk about. Well, if that's all he wants to talk about, then why don't you talk about it? See, sometimes we have to apply what was given. There's nothing new under the sun. That's what Solomon said. There's just better ways to do it. There's no new sin. Homosexuality is not new. Transgender is not new. Sinning's not new. Drugs are not new. Alcohol's not new. It's just now we have better ways to do all that. We have smart devices. We have all of this stuff. There's nothing new under the sun, just new ways to do what's been around for a very long time. You must help them to discover what knowledge really is. Pressing them, pressing them, pressing them. Pressing them to learn knowledge, to get wisdom, to get understanding. To get understanding, help them discover the knowledge, help them to gain understanding. Do you know understanding is greater than knowledge? You say, no, preacher, you're wrong. You're wrong about that. Really? then why is it that people with understanding built some of the most successful some of the most successful businesses in our country's history with no education with no knowledge textbook but they were overwhelmed with understanding they built aircrafts airplanes without engineering degrees 
They invented all these things without engineering background. They, they built companies. They fought wars. They were presidents. They were lawyers without law degrees. I mean, everybody loves to talk about Abraham Lincoln. Have you looked at his educational background? But they were so overwhelmed with understanding that they could lead through any circumstance because they had understanding. The Bible says, get wisdom, but for the love of all, my translation, get understanding, get understanding, get understanding. Now, I'm not here beating up on education. You need to get knowledge. The Bible says, get knowledge. It doesn't say not to be educated. It says to get knowledge, to get knowledge, to get knowledge. But if you only get knowledge without understanding, listen, understanding is what's going to help lead your children through difficult situation. Understanding is what's going to help lead your family through difficult situation. Knowledge won't necessarily do it. You need to go by understanding that has been instilled in you. Don't say that's old school. I can't apply it today. Listen, if it got you to where you were today, and if it got your parents to where they were, and if it got their grandparents to where they are, I wouldn't just throw it away yet. Get understanding. Moms, the one thing your children need today, how do I live? How do I obtain a crown of grace and a chain of gold around my neck? You know what he's saying in that translation, in that verse. He's saying, if you will train your children, they will stand out in a crowd. They'll stand out in a crowd. And I'll tell you today, your children will stand out for one or two reasons. Either because they're on the nightly news for something they've done. Or they will stand out, not because they're on the nightly news, but everywhere they go, they will stand out. Yeah, they may not be wearing a tiara around. And they may not have a big gold chain around their neck. But everywhere they go, they will stand out just like they do. Just like they're wearing it. Just like they're wearing it. Listen, parents, we are parenting in perilous times. We cannot have free-range children. We have got to lead them. We have got to guide them. Is it hard? Yes. Are you trying to figure it out? Yes, I am too. I'm trying to figure this thing out. And just about the time I get it figured out, we got such a wide age spread, age spread in my family, I had to figure it out all over again. But you know what I won't have to figure out again is the principles, the principles, the standard, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. As we wrap up this sermon today, maybe you find yourself in a difficult place. Maybe you're one of those families that you just seem like you have tried so hard, but everything seems to be going the opposite direction. Maybe you're a family that's tried every self-help book there is and none of it seems to be working in your favor. At Family of Grace, it'd be our greatest desire to come along beside you and begin to help you. In the sermon today, we talked about how 
family members in the church family, the church family should come along beside each other and help each other train up their children so that they can be all that God intended for them to be. Now, I realize that you may live too far to get here to that place where we can help you physically. Maybe you will never connect with us, maybe only by television or by the website, listening to us online. But right where you are, you can stop what you're doing and begin to ask God to help give you wisdom and understanding. The Bible says in the book of James that if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all people liberally. And so right there where you are, you can begin to ask him for direction and insight. If we can help you in any way, it'd be our greatest honor.